0: I was with him in a shirt on a regime, Miss Mindah, Rahman, Rahim. We'll be a star in a law, may a Sadri, wa a certainly amri, Wahlin or Hudatan in the Sani Our discussion today, inshallah, will be on the foundation of Iman. And also, as we go, we. um Congratulate Sister Akoy, who just took her shahada before Maghrib, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep the guidance together, may Allah maintain us on the deen and also give you the opportunity and the strength uh, to be able to take this journey uh, in Allah subhanahu wa uh, ta'ala's guidance inshaAllah. So, um, when we finish, inshallah, from the ladies' side, uh, Sister Akoy, we expect uh, the ladies will, inshallah, encourage, they support you with whatever that needs to be in terms of getting to learn more about the deen and also getting to get some networking, inshallah, around. Um, our topic, as we made mention, is going to be Usul al Iman, which is the foundation of Iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he created human he did not left us just like that but um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides us through some ways in which um, when we follow things will be okay in our life in terms of how to understand him and be able to practice the deen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالْكِتَابِ وَالْنَبِيِّينَ لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ Righteousness is not عَنْ تُوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ قِبَلَ الْمَشْرِكُ وَالْمَغْرِبِ Righteousness is not just about just facing the qibla or facing the east or the west in prayer Righteousness is not about that وَلَكِنْ so now Allah is going to tell us what is righteousness. How can one be on the rightful or righteous uh, way? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, birra man to say someone is righteous or on the right way, one man billah, Whoever believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ And the person also believes that this world is a temporal place that will come to an end. Malaika, And that person also believes in the angels even though we cannot see them. Kitab, And that person believes in the book that was sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can talk about the Torah that was sent to Musa alayhi salam. We can talk about Zabur. That was sent to Dawood alayhi salam. We can talk about Injil. That was sent to Isa alayhi salam. We can talk about the Furqan. That was sent to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu In a nutshell, a believer, someone who is on the righteous way, They believe in Allah sincerely. Even though they cannot see their Creator, they understood the world we live in cannot just create itself. There is supreme being. There is some powers behind what we can see. So that belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and also they believe that the world we live in is a temporary place that will come to an end. And because of such a belief, They do righteous deeds, hoping that when the world come to an end and there is judgment, they are hoping that their good deeds will fetch them some reward, which will be the reason of them being in salvation. And also, because of that, they avoid evil acts. They don't harm, they don't do things that are haram, knowing that the world will come to an end They believe that indeed, when they do bad deeds, that can also fetch evil things that can be reasons for punishment. So, al-birr, righteousness, is believing in Allah, believing in the uh, day of Qiyamah, which means that the world will come to an end. Believing in Malaika, the angels, we spoke about this, None of you will say any word Unless there are angels that document this We believe there are angels that are with us every single day They are documenting our deeds They are documenting our bad deeds And they are documenting our good deeds Islam made us to understand when we do bad, we should never lose hope. For indeed, Allah, the creator of the universe, is most merciful that if you come repenting, he gives, forgives you. So these angels are there who document what we do. Wali Kitab, believing in the books, which came to what? To guide us towards this understanding. When Nebuchadnezzar and the prophets that were sent with these books, we believe in all the Prophets. From Adam alayhi salam all the way to Jesus coming to our Prophet Muhammad asa ajma'in. So we believe in all these Prophets. So this belief is what we call righteousness. And that takes us to the journey of when such questions were asked. The famous hadith called Hadith of Jibreel. The Prophet وسلم, was sitting one day with his companions as the hadith narrated. الله الله one day we were sitting with the noble Prophet ﷺ. إِذْ طلع عَلَيْنَا you say إِذْ Kharaja عَلَيْنَا رَجُلٌ all these are different uh, narrations. If a man appeared to us, he was wearing white clean clothes. His hair is dark black. There is no sign of traveling. When you see him, he is not sweaty, he is not dusty, he does not show any sign of tiredness. These are ishara. these are signs to tell us about who is this person. None among us also knew him. So he is not a guest or a local person for us to say he lives in such and such house Or such-and-such suburb none of us knew him and he does not also uh, present himself in a way you will see signs of traveling with him so this by itself this shekel this sign by itself is a bit of confusion for those sitting there if you are not a local person you should be a traveler if you are a traveler you should have some signs that shows that this person is traveling and uh, he is tired one of the things are he will come very very tired he will come sweaty dusty those are the signs of a person traveling but this person does not have all of this what happened he came and sat in front of the prophet he then leaned his Knees to the knees of the Prophet sallallahu And then what he did was he put his hands on his thighs. وقال and he said, Ya Muhammad, oh Muhammad. In this situation also, at the time of the Prophet sallallahu his companions will address him, Ya رسول They will address him. Ya Nabi Allah, anyone who comes and say, Ya Muhammad, originally the companions would say, this is a Bedouin, a villager, someone who does not live in this society. They are those who address him, Ya Muhammad. So this man said, Ya Muhammad, akbirni anil Islam. Oh Muhammad, tell me, inform me about Islam. What is Islam? So he was asking the question. So in this, we understood, he does not know what Islam is all about. So he wants to know. Tell me about Islam. Tell me about Islam. The Prophet said to him, the Prophet said to him, Islam is first to bear witness that there's no God worthy of worship but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. So this is the first pillar of Islam. You have to testify there is no God worthy of worship except Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. That is the first pillar. وَتُقِيمُ salat and establish daily prayer. Establish daily prayer. وَتُؤْتِيَ zakat and give charity, and give charity, and fast in the month of Ramadan, and also perform hajj if you have the means. So the Prophet was narrating to this stranger what Islam is all about. Islam is, first of all, the five pillars, Believing in Allah and his messenger to testify. Yes, there is no God worthy of worship but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger. That is the first pillar. This word is one of the strange words in Arabia at that time. Because in Arabia at that time, people worship idols. They have over 360 idols that they worship. So for them... To say there's only one God is something strange. They want the God who they worship in terms of business. They want a God that they will worship if they want money. They want a God that they worship if they need peace in their family. They want God that they worship when they want to travel. So they want multiple gods according to their needs. And here we are, someone is telling them to believe in only one God who can do everything. So, it was a strange word in Arabia at that time. But not only that, it was also a way to convey the message of one God that the Christian and the Jew brought before Islam. So, here, the word of testimony here is affirming what Isa and Musa brought. What? One God only. And to do that also to stay away from the mistake of associating the prophets of Allah to be part of Allah, that is, and Muhammad, not part of Allah, not any supreme being, not any king, no, wa anna Muhammadar Rasulullah. And Muhammad is a messenger of Allah, not part of Allah. After this testimony. Pray five times a day. If you are available, you are healthy, it comes to the month of Ramadan fast. If you have money, give charity. If you have the means, once in your lifetime, you should perform Hajj. This person who came, this stranger that came, upon hearing this from the Prophet ﷺ, he said, That is true so we were amazed with this person you don't know something you asked and you were told and automatically you said that is true how do you know it's true so those that were sitting there they were astonished they were amazed What's what's going on with this guy he asked the answer was given And he said the answer was true. So he went further to the next question. Now, you told me what Islam is. I get that bit. Now tell me, what is Iman? What is belief? The Prophet ﷺ said, Now it's taken us back to the verse of Quran we read here. لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَنْ تُوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ قِبَلِ الْمَشْرِكُ وَالْمَغْرِبِ وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi now is telling him what is belief. He said number one أن تُؤْمِنَ بِاللَّهِ To believe in Allah. So the belief is more or less things that it is in your heart. It's not action unlike Islam that we saw the five pillars of islam are all actions that you do but when it comes to believe it turned out to be it's not about actions that you do but rather things unseen that you believe in and your heart is setting on number one and billah. you cannot see Allah but you believe Allah exists and this of course is not any strange thing in our life today as we can see the wires that are going all around we cannot see power running through it but the end results of those powers tell us there is what the end results of the wires telling us there is power through it because the light is on so we don't need to see allah we know allah from allah's creation I will know my Lord with lots of signs All these are signs to tell me The creator of the universe If I can see the sun, the moon, the stars If I can see the changes of the day and night These are all signs If I can see the weather changing from cold and hot. If I can see the varieties of the flowers that are coming from the same source of rain, you get multi-coloured of flowers with different fragrance. When you talk about that, look at the fruits. Same rain, same plant, you get varieties of taste and colours on the same plant. The one who does this, indeed, should be someone that deserves to be acknowledged. So Allah, number one, Imani Billah. Believing and also having believed in the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though we cannot see them. وكتبه, believing in the books that were sent, as we made mention, the Torah, the Zabur, the Injil, the Quran, and Suhub, the scrolls that were given to some prophets. We have to believe in them. ورسوله, the messengers that were sent by Allah to come and guide humanity, we believe in them. So we believe Adam was a prophet of Allah. We believe Noah was a prophet of Allah. We believe Abraham was a prophet of Allah. We believe Moses was a prophet of Allah. We believe you, Joseph. Was a prophet of Allah We believe David Was a prophet of Allah We believe Suleiman Was a prophet of Allah We believe all this We believe in Isa The son of Mary As a prophet of Allah Prophet of Allah And we believe in the prophet Muhammad We believe in all these prophets As prophets of Allah We do not differentiate We don't differentiate anyone amongst them. They are all prophets of Allah and we believe in that. No one, as we say, the images of the Prophet Muhammad should not be displayed the same way as that we don't believe in the image of Jesus being displayed. A Muslim don't believe Jesus' image or statue should be anywhere out of respect. So, we are not only talking about we Muslims, we don't believe. No, even with Jesus, because we see him as our prophet. And for that matter, it is not the best way to display or to show any image of someone that is selected creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And apart from that, we believe in the last day. It is part of our faith to believe in that. Because if you know one day you will be judged. The way you act and the way you take care of your life will be different because of that expectation. Qadr. As part of what we believe in is Al-Qadr. Qadr, what is Al-Qadr? Which is will or what we call destiny. We believe in destiny. It is part of our faith. We believe things will happen that we're happy with. We believe things will happen that we are not happy with. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is running the show. Sometimes things that we are happy with will come our way. Sometimes things that we are not happy with will come our way. In the long run, we believe it is part of Allah's doing that good and bad do happen in life. We believe in qadr, which is destiny. خيره. Good or sharri or evil. A person who has disbelief, when something good happened in their life, they say, Alhamdulillah. They thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. When something that they are not happy with happened, they say, Alhamdulillah. Allah chose to test me. They don't point blame at anyone. They know Allah is the one who is running the affairs of the world. He chooses what happened. If Allah said nothing is going to happen, no one can do anything to harm. No one can do anything to benefit. Everything in my life is from Allah. That Iman, that belief, makes you do whatever you do with what? Without any fear. Because no one can put happiness or sadness in your life. Anything that happened to you is what is meant. You embrace it in good faith. And look upon Allah for the best to come in future. That is what we mean by and believe in destiny, either good or evil. No, everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this man, with all these questions he was asking. Now he asked two questions. Number one, he wanted to know Islam. Number two, he wanted to know belief. Both were answered. And he said to the Prophet, ﷺ, Sadaqta, you've told the truth. He went further to ask, Fa akhbirni anil ihsan. Tell me what is Ihsan? Tell me what is perfection? I know Islam now, I know what a belief is, but now I want to know from you what is Ihsan? The Prophet ﷺ said, If you want to know about Ihsan, Ihsan is Ihsan is to reach the stage of perfection, where if you stand in prayer, you worship Allah as if you can see Him. You worship Allah as if you can see Him. That is when you stand in prayer with a full concentration, Because the language you use in prayer, you are the one who is saying, Oh Allah, it's you that we worship and it's you that we seek protection from. So you are talking here in a statement of second person, which means you are talking directly to someone that you can see. So Iman or Ihsan, the state of perfection is أن الله كأنك To worship Allah as if you can see him. What of if my iman has not reached there, ya Muhammad? He said, فإن لم tarahu فإن له يراك If your iman has not taken you to the stage where you feel as if you can see Allah فإنه يراك Have the belief, yaqeen and the certainty That at least if you cannot see him, he sees you. So whatever you do, question yourself. Are you doing something that you'll be proud in front of him? After that, this man then asked the Prophet ﷺ, Tell me, when is the hour? When is the qiyamah? When is the world coming to an end? The Prophet, ﷺ looking at this person, he said to him, The one that is being asked about this day does not know better than the one who is asking. Which means, you are asking me about Qiyamah, I don't know better than you. So this man then asked, If you don't know when, now tell me the signs tell me the signs of qiyama so if i see them i know the hour is about the qiyama is about to come the world is coming to an end tell me what are the signs the prophet ﷺ said number one number one is when a master gave birth to her own master or a maid and a, a lady gave birth to her own master, which is you give birth to a child, and that child becomes your master. That is one of the signs of Tiyama. When he was talking about this 1,400 years ago, people were wondering, are you going to have a child, and then you become a slave, and the child become a master? They couldn't get it. But here we are, we live in a time where parents are slaves and their children are masters look at your household you were invited to program because there's no one to take care of those kids you don't answer the invitation look at your own household because of where your kids schooling is you don't care about how far you need to drive to work As long as your kids' school is closer, you are happy to live around that area. Look at your house. Look at the lifestyle. You are the one that is going to work. Provide food. Provide clothing. Provide shelter. All these kids are happy with that. Pay their school fees. Pay extracurricular activity. And when they have a shower, that is if they had a shower, they leave the towels on the floor for you to pick up. They leave their clothes on the floor for you to pick up. And with all this, you are rushing to take them to school so that they are not late. Their life is more important to you. And these kids, sometimes when you talk to them, the best way they reply you is to talk back. As if all this thing that you're doing, it is their right. So you've not done anything extraordinary. You can see yourself like a slave in front of these little ones. With all this, with all this, you'll sit down and observe the lifestyle we have today. Children cannot look at their parents and feel like, Mom or Dad, thank you for all that you've been doing. You take them out today, tomorrow they want to go out, you said the weather is not good, they get angry and say this is the worst day ever. They look into your eyes, they tell you that this is the worst day ever. And you want to look at this example, just wait from kids when they come back from school. They chuck their shoes everywhere. The next morning, they start yelling, mom, where is my shoe? Even though you don't wear their shoes. Their uniform, they don't know where they put it. The next day they are asking mom, where is their uniform? What sort of lifestyle if not because you are more or less like a slave to them? This is the literal translation of this hadith. It reached a stage where you give birth to a child and you become a slave to that child. Parents don't have a life as long as they have kids. So when the Prophet ﷺ said, As part of the science of Qiyamah, When a person gives birth to their own master. Not only that. If you want to see the signs of Qiyamah, observe. The people who used to walk with less clothing on, more or less like naked, they walk barefooted because they have no shoes on. These people are poor to the extent the only thing they can do in their life is to take care of animals. They are shepherds. Wait and see if the world comes around and these poor people you know tend to build tallest buildings. You should know the science of Qiyamah has come. 30 years ago, when a scholar will address people with this hadith, easy, they give example with the Twin Tower in America. They are cowboys. Now look at the building there. Today, do you need that? No. Go back to Arabia, where the Prophet is coming from. If you are looking for the tallest building in the world, it is back in his own backyard. This hadith is directing us back to the Bedouins. These are signs of Qiyamah, brothers and sisters in faith. These are part of what we look at and change our way of life to do the right thing. When this person spoke about all this, what he did was, he left. The person who was narrating this hadith said, I waited for a bit, qala li, and then the Prophet said to me, Ya Omar Omar, oh do you know the one who was asking these questions? I said, only Allah and His Messenger knew. In another narration, when the person left, he said to them, Quickly chase that man. When they went out of the masjid and looked, they couldn't find him. So they came and said, he's gone. And then the Prophet ﷺ said to them, Fa innahu That was Jibreel. He came to teach you your deen. Now, before we go further, these are isharat. Sometimes people will ask questions in a garden, not because they don't know, but they wanted their answer to be beneficial for the people around, even though they might have known. So it's not always when people ask questions, you look at them and say, even this simple thing you don't know. At the time of the Prophet, there was this old man who was struggling with the prayer. He does not know how to perform wudu. How to wash himself. The two grandsons of the Prophet ﷺ, Hassan and Hussain, they saw this man was not performing wudu properly. They don't know how to approach him to say, Dad, old man, you don't know how to perform wudu. They didn't do that. So they came to him and say, Old man, we want you to compare our wudu and see between myself, Hassan, and Hussein, who is good in performing wudu. So Hassan performed wudu perfectly the way the Prophet will perform wudu. His brother Hussein also performed wudu exactly the same and the old man found his mistakes in what they did and he thanked them for them teaching him how to perform wudu. So don't look down upon a person asking questions just because you knew it or you thought it should be an easy thing to know. Sometimes there are people around who are making that mistakes and the person does not want to put them on the spot. So he or she will ask questions and then hopefully when the answer is given, those people will correct their mistakes. So when we have to talk about al when we talk about righteousness, belief has to be sincere in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an, the purpose of creation, of course, وما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا لِيَعْبُدُونَ We've not created jinn, the jinn, wal-ins and human, except for them to worship us. That is the purpose of the creation. We were created to worship Allah wa ta'ala. That acknowledgement of our Creator, When we stand in front of Allah and appreciate all the blessings that He bestowed upon us. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in another verse, indeed, we've sent down to every nation a messenger who will guide them. That worship Allah and stay away from idol worshiping. The Prophet sallallahu addressed us in this by saying من لقي الله لا يشرك به شيء دخل الجنة Whoever meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah and has never associated Allah with anything will enter Jannah and the same thing من لقي من لقيه ويشرك به شيء دخل النار Whoever meets Allah and he has associated something with Allah, he will enter hellfire. So when we look at all this, isharat on our base, the foundation of our belief, come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he only without any association. I remember the hadith of Maaz ibn Jabal that he said, I was traveling with the messenger of Allah on one donkey. We were traveling together. فقال, and he the Prophet وسلم, said ya Mu'ad, o Mu'ad, Do you know the right of Allah on his servants and I ask, what is the right of Allah over his creation? The Prophet then said, Oh, he was telling him, And the right of servant over Allah, The right of Allah on his creation, And also the right of the creation over their creator. I said, only Allah and his messenger, no. He, the Prophet Wasallam, said, The right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is his servants to worship him and should not associate anything with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the right of the servants over their creator The right of Allah subhanahu The right of the servants of Allah over their creator is that he will not punish anyone who did not associate anything with him so in a nutshell to associate something with Allah is one of the worst thing you can do in your life as if you sit down and look at all the effort and energy that you put in taking care of your kids and they don't respect you They don't acknowledge. How do you feel? How do you expect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to feel upon you with all that He did to you? You still could not acknowledge Him. So inshallah, we draw our lesson to end here. Seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings and forgiveness in everything that we do. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase our Iman and guide us the right path. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide our sister tonight. Uh, We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase your faith. The sister who accepted Islam uh, tonight, we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide you. And as I mentioned earlier, the ladies are there. Inshallah, they will help you and also support you in anything that you will do from here onwards. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be your guide throughout this journey, and we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to give us thabat so that we can also be firm in what we believe in. And those that are coming, may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala let them give them the truth and let them see the truth so that they can embrace. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nesharuhu alla illa anta walistakfir kuntu buylik. Subhana rabbil karabul izatamma yasuful. Wassalamun ala al-Mursalin rabbil alamin.